the Brute Strength Podcast. With Hobbs and Danks. Dude, the um, the Ed Durf video is incredible. He's like legit, just like getting out of his truck with like his shirt, telling everybody how much uh, spent one hundred fifty three dollars on his campaign. Fuck yeah, dude! That's so awesome. We've been waiting for this. We've been talking about this right there. We've been talking about this for years now in this podcast, and it feels like that day is finally here. Where like the common man told all these fucking assholes to go fuck themselves. It's awesome. I love it. It's fascinating. Like the fucking yeah. the fucking super woke elite assholes all got told to fuck off last night. And it's great. I love it. Like people are sick of it, right? You get the yeah the, the fucking you've got the the environmental summit going on. And people are flying in seven hundred private jets. That's incredible. They're telling us we got insects and they're eating like fucking beef and like all the most high carbon <laughs> emitting food, right? Uh, they could have done this all. all they could have done they all eating, this by Are Zoom. they eating beef at the climate thing? Yeah, are they yeah, really? There was an article yesterday about how they're eating like oh, all man. the highest carbon foods and shit too, like the highest carbon like, emitting. They foods. can't even pretend. No, they're staying in luxury hotels, right? That use tons of energy. Right. Think about the amount of water. They're flying yeah. in on private jets, right? They used more gas than like the entire eastern seaboard will in a year. Just to get oh, to again, this stupid Javier, thing, just he, like anything else, we we are more environmentalists than any of these assholes. Right. the The Biden motorcade was like twenty SUVs deep. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah. I, I was mean, like, why? And so, and I think like, and through the pandemic, where these assholes are telling us you can't, you know, live and work and eat and or live, work, go to school and fucking travel and shit, and they're all doing it right. Like the audacity of the. It was such a Marie Antoinette. We've been living through such a Marie Antoinette let them eat cake moment in this country for like the last year or so that I, I love it that and it didn't take that long. And I've said this on our podcast many times. I feel like the American people always get it right. Like they 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 write the ship. They do right. Mm-hmm. And I think people are like, really fuck you guys. Like, are you serious with this bullshit? And it feel like. I, it feels like people finally are like, you know, fuck you. We're taking our lives back. We're taking our country back. We're fucking done with all this bullshit. And it's awesome. It's great. We'll see. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time, though. Like, we've, like we wonder if this day would ever come. And, you know, yesterday was pretty fucking dramatic, man. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. I think it was a, um, I think it was a wake-up call for especially what Democrats want their party to look like. And I think for all of those who have tried to take this thing to a level where the majority of America just doesn't really give a fuck about whatever your where your incredibly leaning policies are. They care about the economy. They care about inflation. They care about the supply chain right now. They care about everyday things. And sure, like what a way to to what a way to fucking represent how much you care about the climate than having a climate conference where everyone has to travel to you right. fucking assholes in man. private jets right staying in like exactly four, like i'm sure biden's i'm sure biden's like room at the hotel right. 
is some ridiculously palatial estate room that fucking uses 20 gajillion gilliwatts of fucking electricity per second. Did right? we I not mean, just go through a me? pandemic where Zoom became the most popular yeah. app in the world? Exactly. You're like, what would be the best best thing to do? You could sit there and be like, hey, we're all going to meet in rooms and watch everything on Zoom. There Dude. you go. You fucking morons. Biden. Instead, you make everyone else look like assholes. Biden, John Kerry, and fucking Obama are all sitting there. These, like, you know, fucking environmental warriors. They all went there in their own private plane. Right. It's incredible. It's like, you can't uh, even travel together. Right. It's just, Why? Because of COVID? It's just the, it's, it's the, it's the natural belief that they're just so much better than everybody else. They're telling people to eat insects. They're eating whatever they want. They're telling everybody they got to take trains and not to drive. And they're fucking flying private jets to this thing and then in 20 car motorcades oh, yeah. to go from the hotel to the fucking conference center. Like, Go fuck yourselves. And that's emblematic of all society, right? You got governors going out to dinner while everyone else is locked down. You got, you know, both people's on both party going on vacation, telling people not to go anywhere. You got people calling Florida like the, the center of COVID death, and then they're down there on vacation, right? While everyone else is locked down their state. Like, I think people are just like, had enough. People have had enough, and it's awesome. Like, yeah, I think people have had enough, and, and I think. I think I can't remember if you said this. And even the so, and just quickly, yeah. Sorry, just quickly. Even the social stuff, like like the systemic racism and all all the peaceful pro. People got sick of that shit too. Like fuck you. Like people my generation who grew up in a fairly racist America have seen America change incredibly in our lifetimes. Uh, You know, we just we just don't believe like that narrative. We just don't believe that systemic racism is really a thing in this country right now. And that you know the idea that like you know like. Like, like gay people are oppressed somehow. No, the laws are written to protect them. Like, no one cares about that. So there's no impediment in society anymore. And I think people just got tired of this bullshit messaging that, like, every time someone disagrees with you, you're called a racist or mentally ill or whatever. And I think people find, like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Like, and a tremendous effort's been made. Incredible progress has been made. And I'm not going to just sit here and fucking... You know, let you run roughshod over our lives, calling us racist and implementing unfair laws because uh, because of some fucking fantasy that you're wanting to to portray. And also, why do you have a monopoly on 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 race discussion? Like, why does the woke left feel like they have the only they have the monopoly on race discussion? It can only be, you know, that one point of view. It's totally insane. Well, in the way I grew up, too, I mean, the way I, I in in uh, and again, I, I, you know, you grew up in a much more diverse area than yeah. I did. I grew up in, in Gorham, Maine. I mean, there's no diversity, but also we went through life like respecting folks and understanding right. that. And there was a, a very early gay community at my high school that was, I'm sure went through some shit, man. It was still the nineties, but at the same time, you know, there was a lot of us who were the jocks, who were this, we were that, or whatever it might be that it, it was just a really good, like a really good mix of individuals who, who I think you really started to see that that really change in the mid to late nineties. I can only speak for myself, obviously, but ultimately, have I think most people are genuinely good. <laughs> I think most people. Well, I think this trumped up you know, race war. Are, are, that, are genuinely yeah. respect one yeah. another, and you know, will will sh- have a lot more common, or, or or are a lot more in common than people like to pretend they are. No not. question. Right. And the, the, this attempt by you know by the woke left to start a race war and to divide everyone. I mean, you mm. see more and more conservatives are black or Hispanic or whatever that just don't believe in that narrative, right? That don't believe that hopelessness for minorities is, is a great way to advance minorities forward, right? And all the, all the ridiculous bullshit. So I think, um, you know, I think that message has been loudly rejected for the most part. And that's awesome to see because 
that will never see that will never end. If you if you buy into that narrative, that narrative will never end. There will always be reasons to to continue to, you know, to push the narrative of racial divide and hatred between races because there'll always be examples of it because it'll never really ever go away completely. So you can always pretend that it's a real problem in society. I mean, these idiots still pretend that white supremacy and white is is the biggest threat domestically in America. Like, come on, man. I mean. This is absolutely ridiculous. There's no, there are no numbers that, that, that show that at all. Like, yes, there are still KKK factions out. There's like three people in them, and they're in some fucking like, you know, illegal fucking like moonshining hut in the middle of the backwoods that have absolutely no power influence over anything. So, you know, like all these narratives, I think, I think people are like, fuck you guys. Like, this is, you know, you're wasting our time. And also, the country's not doing well, so you know you're dragging us into the abyss. You're you're implementing incredibly unfair policies. The Biden administration was going to give illegal uh, families 450 grand. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, and obviously they're not now after the results of the election. They I think understand that maybe their policies are wildly unpopular. But uh, could you imagine like you have people living through a pandemic, losing their jobs, some people working through their jobs, they don't get dick. Especially people that work don't get dick. But you're gonna give illegal families four hundred fifty grand. That's a fucking fortune. Like, that's that's life changing money for anyone, except for wealthy white liberal elites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly that is, and and of course the flip side of that was, again, they were looking to make what was it? Was it three hundred? Now I can't remember. Was it three hundred or six hundred dollars for? Was it every six hundred dollar transaction was six hundred bucks? Yeah, that yeah. was gonna be flagged by the government. Yeah. So. They want to they want to tax uh, unrealized capital gains. I mean. You know, yeah, I mean, these are well, I think really what both sides always fail to see is that most people don't really want that much change. They're OK with progression of of means and evolution. I understand that. But I'm saying no one wants drastic. And right now the left has just gone so drastic. And, well, and it's it all of these policies, Javier, that. No one gives a shit about except like less than one tenth of a percent of the population. Well, until until you force it down someone's throat, right. then people and then, care, right? right? It's like it's like the it's like the trans thing. Most people don't give a shit about this. Like like you want to wear a dress, wear a dress. No one fucking cares. But then when the radical left jams it down your throat and calls that admiral, I don't even remember what her official title is, but the saying like this is the first female four star admiral in the. What was it? The Department of Health or whatever? Yeah, I think it was like, Department of Health. So you just yeah. jam it down people's throats, like calling this person a female who clearly isn't a female, and you're and you're telling women that the first woman to ever do something is a man. So you're jamming it down people's throats, like this idea that they're okay with, like you want to wear a dress that's cool, like no one cares really anymore. But then you come out and double down on and force people to accept your nonsense, right? And you're going to call them bigots and you're going to call them mentally ill and you're going to call them all these things if they don't agree with your assessment that this biological man is somehow the first woman to do something and it should be incredibly insulting to women like and i think more and more women are starting to be like what the fuck but i mean could you imagine that like like being a woman that believes in like women's rights and shit being like a you know a women's you know someone that, that believes in that and being okay with like a man being the first woman to do something the fuck is that well that's been a big that's been a big battle and um someone who's always in the crosshairs i always forget her name the woman who wrote all the harry potter books JK Rowling. yeah jk rowling thanks i don't know how i forget that name it's a very easy name very, to remember. Yeah, very unique yeah uh she's always in their crosshairs because of stuff that you've talked about and and the fact that women are now being marginalized to a degree i mean you saw to a degree, yeah. you I mean, saw it in, in the olympics as well in in a couple of events where 
Um, you know, the the one that jumps out the most was the weightlifter, uh, who, you know, again, you've had women their entire lives trying training to get to this point, and they just have no chance in that situation. Because right, so, some dude decided he wanted to, you know. Right, for whatever reason, yeah. but, like, again, I know this is a huge debate, and there's a, a thousand different directions you can go with so many, but at, at, at the end of the day, there is a major level of marginalizing women. Well, there's a physiological yeah. difference between men and women. I just mean, I mean the whole thing, like the entire thing. Of course. Thing, it, right, whatever yeah. it is. Like, but it, I think, again, most people be, believe that, and then there's a very small vocal minority that calls everyone that disagrees well, and with to them. Your, to your point, Javier, I think the majority of people out there don't care at all that this general was selected to that spot, right? That. Uh, you know, you had the first trans general, right? Yeah, the first like, trans general. Nobody, everyone would be like, cool, whatever. Yeah, right. right. But then to but then like gonna, double down on right. the, the female part or of the woman part. Jam it and, down people's throats. And like, honestly, I don't care about gender versus, I don't. You want to call gender a spectrum? Sure. I'll appreciate whatever. But think about what you're doing to women who have been trying forever to break through glass ceilings right. or glass doors, however you want they're, to say they're like, trying to, they keep, it's just a weird way. Right. It's a weird way to describe that. Right. And they keep, and they keep, you know, and they, they wage their war with words and with, yep. you know, the semantics of words. So now they're trying to call women either like, uh, non prostate having, I don't know, know beings, what that means. Right. right. And then like milk producing beings. And then they want to call breast milk, chest milk. Right. It's some kind of fallacy Pregnant that somehow, persons. yeah, that somehow that like a trans woman could produce breast milk. That's physiologically impossible, right? So, well, who it's, knows? I it's have no just, idea. no, it is. No, I mean, like, you don't think it could be artificially created? I'm sure you could. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you could put a plastic bag in there and, sure. yeah, and, and, yeah. But I mean, again, that's not, that's not, that's not biologically a woman. That's just, that's an operation. Sure, it's not naturally occurring, right? You could you could do anything. You could probably you could um, you could surgically implant the rhinoceros horn on your forehead. It doesn't make you a rhinoceros. Rawr. You know, you could tell me I identify as a rhinoceros and get a rhinoceros horn implanted on your forehead. No one's gonna really. You know, no, I understand. They're not gonna let that. you live at yeah. the at the zoo for free and run around naked. I mean, you could if you, you know? wanted. You could start your own zoo. With what funding? What if you had money? I mean, you'd well, probably be pretty you rich. Were, if you were super if, rich. If you're going to put a horn on you, you're probably pretty loaded to be able to have that electric ten, surgery. Ten grand. It's ten grand. Are we talking like a legit? Surgery. Oh, it's just plastic? Well, yeah. I mean, a horn. It'd have to be. Oh, How, I thought you were talking about your like head. you're literally going and getting a rhinoceros horn okay, and putting you, it on. You could still do that. It's still a simple surgical procedure. So right. Like, but I'm just saying it's probably expensive for the trip and the, the hunting. If and, you wanted to. Yeah. yeah well. Plus, they're super illegal, so yeah, That's it would be. Yeah. You'd have to, Probably shouldn't be able to shoot yeah. them, right? Yeah, All right, so point. let's fair yeah. point. Go back to plastic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's. I'm just doable. saying, you know, that doesn't doable. make you a rhinoceros, right? Right. It makes you someone that put a rhinoceros horn on your head. That's what it makes you. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, it was just nice to see. You know, I love it when the I love it when the working class gets together and gives these assholes a finger. I really do. You know, because they, they always feign such shock, right? And they're calling Virginia voters racist for, like, voting in a black <laughs> lieutenant uh, uh, governor and uh, a Hispanic dude for the first time ever and voting out the two guys that wore blackface, right? So they're With, racist because they got rid of the guys that wore blackface and they brought in a black person and Hispanic. And was covered by one network. And somehow that was racist. Mm -hmm. Somehow that's racist. And so people are just done with it, like... You know, you can scare people into silence for so long and call and, and scream at them, and call them racist, and scare them, and then sooner or later they say, "You know what? Fuck you." 
Well, and the racism thing is really difficult, too, because, again, like, no one in their right mind uh, <laughs> wants to be falsely accused of racism, man. Like, right, but like I've always said. It's a said, horrible, like, right. mark for someone like, to throw what, at like you, I've always said, whether though, fake or not. Like I've always said, though, if you if you throw that around endlessly, it loses its meaning over time. And then That's people become less afraid to be racist if they want to be, right? And it just loses its importance. And I think that hand's been so overplayed now that, mm-hmm. you know, people are now just, like, laughing at it. They're like, yeah, whatever, man. Shut the fuck up. You know, so... That's not necessarily a good thing either, but that's what that's happens. True. You overplay hand too much, or you call everyone that disagrees with you a racist or a, you know a, a criminal or whatever. That's so like people like you know what? I don't fucking care what you think. Like fuck you, right? And I've been there for a long time. I mean, and I've been saying this forever. I can't believe more famous people and in, in, in companies and shit say we don't really care. That, I don't care that you're offended. And more and more have now. You're starting to see that more and more, and you're starting to see more and more stand-up comics being like fuck this. Mm. Right, so the backlash is real, and and it's you're starting to see in some segments uh, of like higher society, like comedians and shit, they're in the spotlight. That you know, it's it's kind of new to see that, but that's starting to happen too. Or you know, like this is not to say like a race war, an endless endless fucking racial tension is not is not fucking constructive. Even you had what was Macaulay yesterday talking about how students should be taught by the people of the same race. Like we tried that. We got rid of that. It wasn't very popular. People really didn't like that, right? I mean, one of the like most famous things that ever happened was the ending of school segregation in the true. South, right? Yes. And now you're up there as a progressive liberal arguing for segregation mm-hmm. in the schools? Like, what the fuck is going on, right? So, like, Cyclical. Clearly, the people that are obsessed with race, all I can think about is race, are the people who are racist. Well, again, the further I you mean, go left, the closer you get right. They're the racist. <laughs> That's yeah, how it, it works. It has nothing to do with right. I mean, people... Far extremists are always intolerant of exactly. everybody else, whichever side you're on. Exactly. Racism is not inherent to the right. It's no. inherent to extremism. And, you know, you have you have you have basically what's turned into a super racist fucking point of view on the far left, where I mean it's flip-flopped a little bit, but I'm not even sure how much it is, because I still think it's inherently based on a fundamental idea that people of color are beneath white people and that the only way that people of color are ever going to be able to do anything is if the great white warriors help them out. So I think there's an intrinsic belief in their inferiority from that point of view. Hmm. Uh, and I think that that's what they sell. I mean, they sell hopelessness, right? They sell, they sell hopelessness and, and, and they sell uh, not, you know, to, to not try and exist in the system because the system is, is against you. Right. So, you sell hopelessness for long enough, you sell that narrative for long enough, people become hopeless, right? Sure. So yeah. I do think that like that far left point of view comes inherently from an idea that like we are the ruling, we are the we are the uh, nurturing class, we are the better class, and we have to help these people who are inherently inferior to us do well because they couldn't possibly do it on their own. And then the working class starts to win. Right, exactly. Because people just are like, what? <laughs> well, right again. I mean, the only people that think that everything's fine right now are wealthy white liberals that don't like. You're, if you're rich enough, whatever's going on doesn't affect you. Sure. If you're rich enough, inflation doesn't affect you. Lack of shit doesn't affect you because you have someone buying your shit for you, and you have a six month supply of everything anyway. Doesn't matter how much gas costs. You know, like it just if you're wealthy enough, this stuff really doesn't affect you. But for everybody else who like these bad policies actually affect, they're done. Right. Like right. like they're done when Pasaki's up there uh, making jokes about the supply line, that people aren't getting their 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 treadmills on time. Like, again, fucking another Marie Antoinette moment. Like, that's not what people are waiting for. Have you ever been to a grocery store? Probably not. 
right? Like you've been a fucking elite your whole life, so you've probably never been to a grocery store. But for people who do go to the grocery store and the fucking shelves are empty, this is a problem. It's not about fucking, it's not about exercise bikes. Like people, like that's not what we're talking about here. But she's never been grocery. She's never had a real day in her life. So it escapes her, right? And they do this over and over and over again, letting you know how much, uh, how much uh, they believe in their superiority to you. And, you know, I think people finally got, you know, real fucking tired of it. And you throw the pandemic in on top of it with incredible, incredible hypocrisy with the pandemic, too. And, you know, I wonder if people realize that while they were locking everybody down, they're also having massive political rallies on both sides. Right. And having uh, demonstrations in the street every night. And apparently, yeah, people think finally did notice that. Well, I think most people with common sense saw just the complete hypocrisy of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it took a while. You know, uh, I was surprised Biden won because a lot of this stuff was going on during that election. Yeah, but like you always point out, people, a lot of people didn't like Trump, Trump, man. Trump. But also, yeah. in, in raw votes, if you take the tallies f- to be legit, they both had incredible turnout. I mean, Trump still had sure. way more votes than Obama did in either yeah. election, right? So it was interesting to see how much turnout there was and, you know, how uh, how this all went. But I think, you know, we're not even a year into the Biden presidency and we're two years in this pandemic and people are like fuck you guys man like yeah now that you've completely failed now it'll be interesting to see actually how both parties go up to 2022 uh in the midterms well, because even- again the dems are going to have to change the thing the dems are going to have to change their change their tune but at the same time like the media libs are it's gonna be interesting if the media libs allow them to because the first thing like you said the first thing they created was division after all the the uh all the results came in last night. Of or course. The other night. Yeah. All it was was division, division, yeah. division. Instead racism, of, racism, right, racism. Right. Instead of, hey, now it's time to unite. Because like you mentioned, you know, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you, you probably noticed that it wasn't just Republicans who were voting for uh, against Macaulay. The other, I can't even remember the guy's name who yeah, won Maca- now. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, what the hell's his name? Youngkin. Youngkin. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And, you know, you it was the I think the 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 black female vote doubled. The Hispanic vote, I think, was over 35 percent or right around there. And the, I think the Asian vote was like 38 percent. All yeah. of those numbers were going up for a reason. Right. Like there's a reason why the right is is attracting. And a lot of it has to do with education. A lot of it has to do with freedoms. A lot of it has to do with how they think the Hispanic was like 54. Is that what it was? Yeah. A lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, the that the direction that they believe some of the better states have done. So I again, uh, I don't. I think everyone kind of fucked up through all this, but the Dems are in control right now, and they're fucking up. Yeah, but their messaging tanks is well beyond just the COVID thing. I mean, the $450,000 to immigrants, the, the the migration crisis, like the constant demonizing of Americans and prior. I never said it was out. just COVID. I said it was all during that COVID. Yeah, no, like but what that. I'm saying is I think the messaging is, you know, and, and what their parties become has led to their, really to their, you know, to why you... Gotcha. Because yesterday you saw... Moderate Democrats winning, yeah, yes. in place. Moderate right? Democrats which, were winning all. Which over I think place. most of us yeah. in the middle are. I'm like, I'm perfectly cool with the moderate Democrat. Absolutely. Like, I'm perfectly cool with the moderate yeah. Republican. Right? Like, yeah, like the Buffalo mayor, they had to write him in because he right. lost his primary. Exactly. So that's yeah. what I mean. I think that like the I'm far- talk about scum scummery, the primary, a, a closed primary. Talk about scummery. Right. Exactly. And then the people spoke. Right. So even I think the I think the the rejection of the far left was pretty pronounced. Right. And uh, you know. And even they were trying before the young kid, before the they they tried to plant that guy with the with the Dixie flag on yeah, his vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think people are just so tired of this shit. Like it's become so sophomoric, right? Like, 
this stuff worked early on because we were it was new, right? And social media, like we didn't really understood how manipulative it could be. But now, every time you see something, it's immediately debunked. People are like immediately like, oh, what you know, this is well. And bullshit. I think there's yeah. just such a, a level now of skepticism to begin Distrust. with, as there should be. First, I mean, you're online. You're you're on social media. You should have a level of skepticism going in. No question. <laughs> like whether it ends up being a hundred percent true or not, like that's that's how people get in trouble. And they're so bad at it, right? And meanwhile, Javier, it, we blame it on like the companies instead of like your own self for not doing your own right. fucking due diligence. Exactly. And these reporters, like, they're not even any good at it, right? They get a brand spanking new Confederate flag and like iron it right <laughs> on, like the guy's sitting right in front of the like all like the entire camera well, like it's become such a right. joke. No right? one asked him a question. Right. No like, one just asked. Like, right. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it just okay. No, no investigative reporting whatsoever. Right. Who are you? None of them. Just, just hey, look, Confederate right. flag at the like people are like like I said, it used to work, but people now they're just way more savvy. They're like, give me a fucking break. And now, like I said, now, now like things like that are going to get dismissed out of hand no matter what. Right. Sure. Even if it's legit, people are going to like, you know, right. you've cried wolf so many times. Fuck mm-hmm. you. But even if it was legit, who cares? Well, so there's an enough. asshole right. there yeah, that right. still believes in the Confederate flag. Listen, I think the Confederate flag's a fucking joke, believe me. But you know what? If some asshole wants to put on his jacket and go somewhere in public, go ahead. Well, that's his. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's, that's yeah. his. That's but his like again, flag. like oh, I, I can't vote for this guy because he might have an asshole voting for him. Like every politician in right. alive. And, and then there's no pictures of anyone <laughs> at the other right. campaign, right? Like right. And their staff they members, si- right? Their staff that members, might say like "kill cops." Right. Or, their know, staff like, members staged a fake white supremacy rally in front of Youngkin's bus, and the fucking media doesn't do shit about it. It's incredible. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. So I think, but I, again, I think like you said, Javier, people are people see it now. People yeah. have that level of skepticism now uh, of all this stuff because again, the level of trust has just been lost, and and I don't necessarily think. That's a bad thing because, again, like you shouldn't trust something that's untrustworthy. No, and the arrogance, too, right? Like the arrogance of all this. I mean, I think people through the pandemic finally were were damaged in their own lives by by the arrogance of the far left in a direct way Mm -hmm. that made them much more sensitive to other issues, too. Right. So I think, again, like just the the arrogance of, of the far left to to think that they are above the parameters they set for the rest of society. It's really soured people on that, right? And I think COVID's a really, you know, really easy meta- or a really easy way for people to see how that affects their lives. So, you know, I mean, like I said, I it took a little longer than I thought it might, but but it's still when you think about it, a fairly quick reaction to everything that's gone on. I mean, that that's, the rejection was pretty re- was pretty resounding. And to the point where the Biden administration dropped that four hundred fifty thousand dollar. I mean, that was one of the most fucking insulting and, and and egregious fucking things I've seen in a long time by our government. It barely got. I mean, you know, the right wingers went crazy, but barely got any mention in the press. And I think that's the kind of shit that just fucking drives people crazy. Like, I think Mills is going to sign something where, like, if you work through the pandemic, we're going to get like three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks for the people who worked through the pandemic. All the assholes. And I'm not saying everyone that didn't work. Like a lot of people couldn't. A lot of people chose not to work through the pandemic. We're getting crazy money, right? Thousands and thousands and thousands wasn't it 300 of dollars. Uh, pay period. Yeah, for 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 a long time, yeah. right? And then like the people that actually and worked, like you said, for good reason for a lot of people. But yes, but not everyone. but not for everybody. And the people that actually worked are going to get like a three hundred dollars check from the state. Incredible. Like really? <laughs> Can't wait for that. Fucking this. kidding me? At least they're doing that. But Jesus Christ! Can't wait for right? that three hundred dollars. Right? Baby. Yeah. And, oh, you? Well, it depends how much money you have. People that make like a certain amount of money don't even get it. Oh yeah, 
So it's like, I think it's people making like 60 grand or less or something. So we're in. Yeah. But, (laughs) but a lot of people won't, you know? Sure. Most people probably. And again, I don't want to, you know, a lot of people couldn't work because their jobs just got taken from them. Right. So I, I, I don't mean those people at all, but there are a lot of people who have chosen not I had to work. A very close relative that that happened to. Right. So, but yeah. there's a lot of people who have also chosen not to work through this. I mean, there's help sure. wanted signs everywhere. Javier, so. there's people on every side, baby. No question. <laughs> there's people on every side. But I, but I am like, I'm super encouraged that, like, you know, people see it. Because I've been wondering, like, I, I, I see this stuff every day and I just wonder, like, are people noticing, like, how fucked up, like, this moment in time we're living in is? Like, the. Like, the totalitarian nature of what's going on here? Like, are people... Do they get it? Do they see it? Do they not give a shit? Like, and people clearly give a shit. And one of the things that, you know, the left has done here, they've mobilized a huge... Like, the the push to vote was really mobilized, and they thought it would only catch on with, like, their constituents. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't realize is, like, like, anyone with skin in the game now feels they have to vote to protect their livelihood. And there's a lot more of, of those people than there are of the fucking people that can't even get off their ass to go right. to work that are actually going to go vote. So uh, I think you saw that, too. I mean, the huge turnout numbers. The numbers were astronomically huge in Virginia uh, for turnout. And I think they thought they would only be 18-year-old kids. But guess what? 18-year-old kids like to party and forget to go vote. <laughs> and people that don't want to work don't vote. So you're really you're mobilizing like all the working class people that used to let politics burn on the back burner didn't really worry about it too much. Those are the people you've mobilized, and guess what? They're voting, and they're not voting in your favor because you want to take everything they have. So yeah, a lot of middle class parents vote too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. middle class parents. Right. I mean, the Biden administration huge, calling became a huge thing in that's, Virginia. That's another one. You're going to call yeah. parents domestic terrorists. So this administration has called everyone that disagrees with them a domestic terrorist. Right. Like, and I wondered if people were noticing that. And clearly they are. I mean, that is that is the that is the evil like that is the evil totalitarian government. Like, that's how you silence everyone that that opposes you. You call it misinformation. You call them domestic terrorists and you you fairly quickly start taking away you know free speech and the freedom to, to, to protest and live your life. Look at all the histrionics and all the bullshit. The January 6th thing that was a fucking non-event. They had a fucking armed wall around D.C. for like four months, costing hundreds of millions of dollars to taxpayers. And the only attack on it was by a fucking Farrakhan follower, and the media completely ignored it. It was the only attack on the Capitol during that entire time. was a far-left Farrakhan follower, and no one said shit about it. Nothing else happened, yet they spent hundreds of millions of dollars walling off a city from a, non, from a fake threat that didn't exist. It's fucking incredible, right? So you do that, you start calling people domestic terrorists, you're building $450,000 fences around your home, but say the borders should be open. After a while, people are like, go fuck yourself. You're locking us down for COVID, but bringing in mil- hundreds of thousands of undocumented immigrants that have no COVID tests, but you're telling us we can't live, work, and send our kids to school because of COVID? Fuck you, right? So I think all that shit, I think people are like, you know what? Like, this is complete insanity, man. Like, complete insanity. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, uh, like you said, I, I don't think people are as loud as you are. Um, I think most people just, they don't want to, they don't want to maybe spout what they believe because again, right now it's very volatile. Like you're going to be called a, a, a you're going to be called ignorant. You're going to be called a prejudice. You know, they're going to be called a, a racist. You're going to be called a bigot if you don't go by. I mean, again, like if you voted Republican the other night, there's millions of people in this country that think you're just automatically a racist. And that's been a, that's a horrible 
horrible message to be sending to people, especially young voters who might, you know, especially think about like young voters who are minority who, you know, believe that conservative values suit them more. And society is telling them that they're going down a racist path. Like, that's just or a horrible, even white kids. What, right. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's always been the case. Right. There's that old saying. Where right. It, but that is so much louder now than it ever has been. Yeah. So if you have any sort of views like that or maybe you're not, maybe you're just a moderate Democrat, Javier. And, and you may have been honestly, shouted down by what friends is, where you're not. Gonna what's be, a moderate so. Democrat? How's a moderate Democrat different than a moderate Republican at this point? No, there's not much. There's I mean, really that's, no it's, difference. That's what the that's there what independent is. Slightly different ideas on certain key issues but that really aren't that far apart it's probably true that's the point i think that the this like the left right now is represented like the right was by trump uh, and, and maybe will be again hopefully not but the left is represented at least publicly by aoc and and mm-hmm. and uh you know iman and all these fucking crazy assholes that spout all kinds of crazy shit and biden's administration has given a blowhorn to all that nonsense i mean they've been crazy on this shit right they've been the ones spouting it they've been the ones giving it uh you know uh, a platform and they haven't been able to pass anything because no one really wants this shit right but i mean the, the administration has been really you know belligerent in this stuff and you know people don't want it i mean it's that simple no it's been rejected yeah it's been but rejected. that's the, but that's yeah. the but to me the, the face of the democrat to the uh, of the left right now is Really, pretty fucking radical. Well, it's going to have know? to change, or they're going to get smoked in here. And you keep, and yeah. if they keep doing the racism thing, I mean, that's a part of the radical left now. Like, I don't think most like moderate people believe that racism is this gigantic fucking issue in our society. I mean, if you go by what you see every day and how you live your life, I doubt most of us are seeing a whole lot of racist incidents ever. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a racist incident in my own life. Like, I can't remember. I, I, I wonder if you can. Like where you actually saw a racist incident where like someone was truly treated college maybe in a racist way, college uh, probably, like a bar or something, like a bar fight or yeah. something, and, and yeah. even that, I mean, is it really you know are just people just calling each other names because they're drunk and I in don't a even fight? know. Great question. But when was the last time you saw an overt? I didn't act see of, a lot of fights either, to be honest with you. Right, so. but when was the last time you saw a truly overt? I can remember the last racist incident. I can remember I was playing roller hockey in Stanford, Connecticut, in like nineteen ninety nine. And two kids got into it on the roller rink. One kid was black, one kid was white. The white kid told him to go pick some cotton. That is, and I remember, it was so shocking to me, Mm -hmm. and I was so upset and mad by it, that I can still remember it, and it was 23 years ago, 22 years ago. Like, that's how rare it is Mm -hmm. in my life. Now, I don't live in the inner city and shit, so maybe it's a little different there. Well, that's it. Again, like, I just, it's not like I'm in a lot of situations. I haven't been in a lot of situations where maybe that could happen. But but, even there, right? I mean, it's a totally different cultural ballgame. I'm telling you, like, I bet you most people, you know, I mean, I (laughs) tell me the last one you can remember. I can't remember one. We saw, like, an overt act of racism. Yeah, I can't remember one. So, you know. So I, th- I think most people look at their daily experience in their lives and realize that there's a race war being pushed by the left. It's making it's making very people very angry, and it's I think it, I think hostility is heightened, and I think that there are more more people from marginalized communities that are being pumped with anger every day, and that those incidences are occurring. But I honestly don't think that like most white people are looking for a race fight. No, I don't think most people are. You know? I don't think most people are. No, I don't think they yeah. are either, but they're not. But white people aren't being inflamed every day by racial hatred. Like, they're not right. being told every day to hate. 
True. White people or to mm-hmm. hate a different race where where the left is telling minorities to hate white people every day. I mean, this is a very concerted effort to hate white people. And it, and it happens. It's happening in universities and schools, happening the government. So th- that that is out there and that mm-hmm. is being pushed and that is going to deteriorate race relations. I mean, it just is. If you have if you have a segment of the population being told to hate a, a race that's different than theirs, that's going to over time bear fruit. It always does. Sure. Yeah. It always has throughout the history of mankind. So that's a super dangerous precedent, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, if it gets there, but that's what they're doing. You've yeah. seen. You've seen. Uh, no, I understand. You've seen inner city crime sure. rise dramatically. You've seen. Yep. Doesn't get covered much, but all the all the all the assaults on Asian people and Jewish mm-hmm. people in the cities that that those assaults are way up. But again, like so, to your point earlier, there's probably change already, right? Like you have an incoming mayor in New York City who wants to clean up the city, right? He's looking for to, to lower the crime. So these are the kind of things that you know hopefully will will change, right? right but again, don't forget was, when they was pushed back Seattle when the riots all of that was pushed back in Seattle. Well, we'll all, see. all of that Minneapolis was uh, you know they they voted down the defund the police bill. In, but in during the riots, so. don't forget during the riots, people like Kamala were cheering the rioters on, bailing them out of jail while they're burning down cities and murdering people in the streets. They were yeah. cheering this on. Sure. They uh, Kamala went on CNN and said, you know, people are going to have their day. Like, right. I understand that. Encouraging. You're talking shit. about so. the people who just got smoked the other night. I agree. But that message, like to your point on the media the next day, that message was still there with a blowhole. It is. But again, I think there's a skepticism to that now. I think now, like when Jamel Hill tweets that out, it's like, a, like, who well, really I think is most people. That? Yes. Right. But there's still to your point, And there's still a, a huge number of people. You said millions of people still think. You're racist. If but there always will be, right? right. There always right. will be. So there's still yeah. a huge number of people that believe that shit. And if you keep stoking the racial fire and keep trying to get people to hate each other based on their race, like you're going to succeed eventually. <laughs> I guess. You always, it I always, guess, it's yeah. always been successful. That's never not been successful. And it's been successful. I mean, it has been. Right. I mean, it's been a long time, though, so. No, but I mean, the riots last, last summer, right? I mean, the, the, it still goes on in Portland, Oregon every night. Like, that... The race war was ignited. They were successful in that, and they're trying to keep it going. Okay. Well, but and, again, and they'll it's keep still trying in, to keep it going. Sure, but it is still at least in remote spots. Yeah, I mean, is it? Or Chicago had a huge riot like two months ago. I mean, these these things. Are I don't not, know. Like, was it white versus black? It like was a BLM street? riot. Yes, it was a BLM riot. But again, are there white people with the BLM? Like, I I don't like. I well, don't I know. Well, no, because got covered by the media. But yes, there was a huge riot in Chicago like three months ago. BLM uh, 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 sponsored. Protests have turned into a massive riot. I mean, so it is still happening. It is still going on. It's happening in major cities. Crime rates but in again, all these like, cities are up a thousand percent. Sure, I mean, but again, the votes are are changing things. Well, we'll see. I yeah. mean, one vote. I mean, it doesn't mean that like. Well, like, it's a start, right? It is a start, right? But what I'm like, saying, things are going to. It's not going to change you, overnight. You, but are you disagreeing that that these people have tried to start a racial war and are perpetuating a race war? I mean, I think they. I think they have, I don't know if it's like race war. I don't know if I'd use the term war. No, but I think burning down cities and shooting people. Well, the, I don't know. Like, and, like uh, how many people are dying? <laughs> a lot of people died during the riots. There what, th- like, what riot? Like, th- what do you mean? Thousands of people died during the riots? Last summer, I can get you the death total, but you'd be surprised at how many people right, died but, at all these at all these BLM riots and protests all over the country. Like, right, but I, I don't there know. There was I, massive I guess I just violence. Don't, I guess I don't look at Black Lives Matter as like a race war. 
Well, because again, I think you get what are you hung up on here? I mean, they 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 were passing out like right, but I'm I'm like pro like shields, I'm pro and, Black Lives Matter, but I you're think pro the organization Black Lives Matter, not the organization. Well, We've then, had this conversation. Well, before, right, dude. but then you're being very, but then you're being like now you're playing the semantic game. Not like, at all. If BLM is there promoting and violence and promoting these riots, well, it clearly then, went off the rails. Then it is it's their riots. <laughs> it I clearly mean, went off the rails, and it was taken over by Antifa and everything. So like and I, BLM, BLM itself is a fucking Marxist. Just like extremist right. organization, but I think the majority own. of people who were, you know, going through not necessarily like you're saying the protests, but like in Portland, Maine, and these and the marches and all these things. Just because like, I think people that's good are people. stupid and, and are, or, are are not informed enough to know what BLM really is, doesn't see, this is why I doesn't just, excuse BLM. I mean, I'm not excusing BLM. I'm just saying like you can use the term Black Lives Matter and not be associated with them. I don't know if you can really. Can you? I mean, it's one in the same. Well, I can because I have a lot of friends who have gone to a lot of those those walks, and I don't look at them as domestic terrorists. No, but they. But do they know that what BLM actually stands well, for? I, or, I don't know, Hav, and I'm going to ask them. I, maybe right. I should. Maybe you should. <laughs> I should. Yeah. Maybe I don't give a fuck. Well, all right, fair <laughs> enough. But I mean, to to say that BLM has not aggressively staged many of these protests and well, riots I'm sorry is, is that untrue I, that I'm they sorry. have. Fine, they have. I, I mean, apologize for not wording it correctly. I'm just simply saying I don't look at it as a race war. Maybe I should. Well, all they do is spout racial racial tension every single day. I mean, then what else is maybe there? I I just I, maybe I just like you just said that right after the the election, all they talked about was race and racism. Right, but after I, the election, again, maybe so, I, maybe war. Maybe it's the war. The word war that's uh, that's uh, hanging me up. Okay. Uh, race conflict. Racial tension is great. Race. I think that's a very good term for it. Is racial yeah. tension. But when cities are burning down, it's more intention, right? Right. But again, I. Sure. Sure. You know, people shooting each other. That happens. Both sides. Oh, people yeah. Shooting at each yeah. other. That right? has happened. And that's true. trying to burn down police stations with people in them. Right. I don't know what else I would call it. I really don't know what else to call it. I mean, it's. I mean, you can call it that. That's yeah. fine. That's I mean, fine. It's a very high level of violence for it to be just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rhetoric. It's not just rhetoric. Right? I mean, when you go beyond the point of rhetoric and you're staging riots and you're staging mm-hmm. and you're handing out equipment to help people riot and harm policemen and harm businesses and shit, like, that's not... Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not, that's beyond... I'm not not saying I'm pro that. Yeah. But that's beyond, I'm like... The very po- anti that. <laughs> right? But like, And I think... And again, to my point... I think most people are. Yes. I think yes. that that lie yes. and that CNN telling you, well, while a burning is, well, a building is literally burning down behind the guy, and the guy's calling it mostly peaceful. I think after a while, people are like, wait a minute, are you fucking serious and here? I, like, honestly, I don't even think it's after a while. I think it's like okay. <laughs> I think maybe, you see that once. Took, you're I think like, it took fuck. a while for that to sink in though, because <laughs> yeah. that, that mostly peaceful thing, people bought into that shit for months. Mm. People say, no, no, it's mostly no. How can you say that? Well, because again, in their towns, it probably was mostly peaceful because most people don't live in those cities. Oh, I know, but the yeah. people in Atlanta, the people in Chicago, sure, like sure, the, the people sure. on the ground, yeah. the journalists are calling it mostly peaceful, while like right. bullets are, f- you know, hail well, that's bullets what's are over ridiculous. Their head, like if you watch, and you but got again, a building burning down. Like I mean, I'll challenge anyone. You watch that once, and you're like, and you agree with what's going on, then you're an idiot. Well, don't you think most like they won that? I mean, for the for, during the summer, it's, they won that PR. I thought they won that messaging pretty convincingly. I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't know if it was, see, I, I don't know. It's a great question. I think it's, it's such a mix because of, of everything that was going on. And, and on top of that with, with frigging COVID was, that was COVID too, right? Was that last year? Yeah. Cause COVID, God, it's, George is, Floyd ended COVID. Oh, that's right. Yeah. DK yeah. Metcalf's greatest tweet ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how that. It's COVID yeah. over now. Yeah, because COVID was like three weeks into it, and then George Floyd happened, and then there that's were true. Massive that's true. protesting and massive yeah. riots and massive gatherings of people all over the country. It's when well, you was that before or after we needed masks? That was right at the same time, and that's when you know, the left would would call like someone having a barbecue at their home a super spreader event, and then say oh, right, that the hundred thousand people in the streets of it's LA not a super spreader event right. protesting George Floyd is not a super spreader event. That there wasn't one confirmed case of COVID after that, right? Like, but, fo- but a football game would have been. right. But a football right. game would be the end of the world, right? So I think like we lived we we've lived through a particularly I egregious think, moment of clown showism. I think by our media, and I think people have finally said, you know, fuck you guys, enough is enough. I know? honestly think if there was a popular enough third-party candidate last year they would have won i think biden won as a protest vote you know i've said that a billion times yeah i don't think most people even probably like gave it a second thought about what it might look like now i think they were just done with trump and yeah i guess i just thought yeah like because i thought all this would happen so no i know you've been saying you and to your credit you've been saying it for years yeah you've you have nostradamus the fuck out of this so congratulations (laughs) So I guess I was just surprised that other people didn't see it coming. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, but I think most people, it's just, I think most people, it's kind of like me. Like, obviously, I have a platform, so I talk a little bit more about it. But I think most people, it's, I like to, you know, I have my ideals. I'm going to probably vote with the person who maybe I like the most or I, I, I trust the most. It could be Republican. It could be Democrat. It could be friggin' green. It could be libertarian. And honestly, leave me the fuck alone. Right. Yeah. And honestly, that's not what's happening. Well, now. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like, the left hasn't left you alone. Exactly. That's the problem. Like, exactly. you know, just leave yeah. people alone. You can yes. do your shit in the background. No one's really going to notice. Like you said, but Javier, you jamming it down. It's what happened in Virginia. Throat. They got too involved with education. Like, yeah. they got out of control. You're just jamming your shit yes. down people's throat. They're just not going to take right. it. Like, they're you not. You have to let people make choices. Like, that's what this country is about. It's about you having basically that power to make choices, to have this, to have that, whatever it might be. And I think once the power becomes the power party, which Democrats have over the last 20 years or so, you start to lose touch with the idea that, like, you know, maybe someone's going to tell you to fuck off. And sure. again, like, telling parents are domestic terrorists because they don't want their kids to learn this insane bad yes. shit stuff at school. And telling them they have no say when, when they elect you. Like, you work for them. They forgot that, right? And I think, you know, it's good. People are reminding them that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and again, like, the pendulum tends to swing back and forth and... Uh, I do think the American people, for the most part, usually get it right. At the end of the day, I think they do. You know, sometimes it takes a while, but but they do tend to right the ship. I mean, that is all the hysteria that we live through all the time. Um, and I think it justifiably so sometimes, but the American people usually do kind of figure it out. I am a fan of a president being in office. Button down, yeah. Uh, I'm a president of a fan. I'm a president. I'm a fan of a president being in office with the opposite power, opposite party in power of the of Congress. I like split power. Oh yeah, co- political gridlock's the best. That's yeah. when the country runs the best. I agree, and it's awesome. That's why I'm hoping that the Republicans just and they probably will destroy the legislature and you know take over there and and again you'll you'll have a you'll have that separation of power. I think our president. Honestly, I think again you look at Bill Clinton when Bill Clinton. I feel like this country, those those few years where Bill Clinton had a Republican-led legislature, well, he was, he they, they rolled. He was very conservative, though. Bill well, was. God, you think about it now, what yeah. he would be, well, his even, politics. Even then, yeah. I mean, he had the biggest welfare reform in the history of the United States. That's like, true. It's he, a good point. Yeah. He was not a very 
you know, listen to his comments on immigration and shit. Like he was, <laughs> it was like everyone back then, though. Not exactly what you would call super left, even for the time. You know? Sure. Well, I mean, super left was probably like uber green back then, right? Like super, super left. So. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, and the two parties weren't as, as apart on things. No, you know, I they mean, weren't. there was a more well, to there your was point, more though, of a monoculture back then. There moderate, is now, like know? a moderate Democrat and a moderate Republican are pretty similar. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any difference. I don't even know why why we bother anymore. You know. Like splicing, yeah, splicing them apart. Yep. I mean, moderates have a very wide pool of shit that they're like not Tulsi. That if far Tulsi Gabbard ran with Justin Amash, sure, they have differences of opinions of things, but they would just balance one another out because they both have the well, same also, type of background. There's also a like people like that still have still find value in common sense. Of course, where like these all all these elite assholes on both sides, it's all rhetoric. It's yeah. all like party. You know, rhetoric, and, and that's what matters. Uh, and so common sense is almost never applied, right? Like, the best politicians are the ones that are playing. Like, they're like, okay, this makes sense. You might not love it, but, you know, there's common sense is at least part of the part of the process of trying to yes. figure shit out. Uh, sadly, like, in Washington, the highest level of politics, like, common sense is just completely... Like, look at the COVID thing. I mean, tell me there's any common sense in the COVID stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> common, sense, common sense is just not part of it. Like, it has to be some kind of political fucking extreme position one way or the other on everything, and common sense just gets discarded as as irrelevant at best and inconvenient at worst, you know? It's like, common sense just doesn't suit our purposes here. It just doesn't help us. And that's, you know, that's when you know you've completely lost it. Yeah, and, well... We do lose common sense. It was just, there just isn't any. Yeah. Anyway, I know you wanted to talk about something else, but there was uh that was oh you want to talk about Gallant, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Do, do we should we save it? Well, how far in are we? I don't. I have no idea. I bet you're only like half. An we hour. could be like a half hour, two hours in. I have no idea. Yeah, like forty five minutes. We yeah, let's finish with Gallant Day here. Yeah. We have plenty of time. What's the name of the? What's it called again? Um, I'm trying to think right now. Um, it's bad sports, right? Is it bad sports? A crime and penalties? Oh, yeah. Is it crime and penalties? Is that yeah. what it's called? Is it the is untold it the, crime and penalties? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. It's un, untold. Because I think there's another one called bad sports, which yes. is different. Yes, there yeah, is. There's a bunch of new ones. Untold stories of bad or, sport. The first one is the um, Stephen Smith one, I think. Oh, okay. The uh, Arizona State one. Yeah. This is called. Yeah, that's right. I saw it. It's pretty good. This is untold crime. And penalties. Okay. Yeah. Really good. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. Go watch it right now. Like pause this and go watch that. Cause this will be a discussion about this. And you'll and if you haven't seen it yet, you're gonna be like super mad you haven't seen it because it's fucking awesome. It's one of the better ones I've seen in a while. And I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. Yeah. But so go watch it. All right, welcome back. Anyways. <laughs> Untold Crimes and Penalties is incredible. Everything about this is incredible. That dude, Jimmy Galante, is the scariest motherfucker ever. Well, you saw how like they think the Sopranos were yeah. were modeled after his family and shit, yes. which is fucking crazy. And he is like an old school like like scary gangster. Where mm-hmm. like he's not real emotional or anything, but he'll fucking just kill you because he needs to. You know what I mean? Or because like it's just the like, shit. The shit that like it's all it was all intimidation. It was all the old school yeah, kind of mafia, yeah, right? Like, like, like if you don't want to, this gonna be a fucking nightmare for you if you don't get that shit out of my lot. You right. know, like, <laughs> right? You know, like just yeah. 
it, like the way they were getting contracts is just like I was yeah. reading up a little bit more about it. It's like, oh, God damn, man. I just beating the piss out of people. Yeah. yeah just all intimidation. Yeah. Um, it always fascinates me when you meet people like that, mm-hmm. you know, obviously on TV. This, But that like that psychosis or like whatever that sociopathic behavior is that yeah. allows you to be that way is so ingrained in like the way they grew up and in their culture and shit that it's not like it's not like a special thing to them. Like they don't need to get overly angry to kill someone or overly angry to mm-hmm. intimidate or beat the fuck out of someone. It doesn't bother them to see grotesque violence or someone like almost die or, you know, even the hockey shit, like to see a guy just, you know, maybe put <laughs> paralyzed for life, right. you know, due to like a cheap shot like that. None of that. That's all just normal. Like there's mm-hmm. no, none of that's exceptional to them or in any way, it doesn't stand out to them in any way. It's just part of normal life. That's the shit that always fascinates yeah. me, guys like him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Like, it's just part of life, man. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you just you got to whack a dude. It's just life. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. You know, those are He guys... wasn't connected to any murders. So no, <laughs> no. But those are the guys that are scary, though. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that, like oh, yeah. you know, it's, yep. hey, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's always the trash business, too. But and it's always the garbage business. Always the garbage business. Yeah. And it's such an incredible thing for it to be like a UHL hockey team. Because... All right. So, so UHL, is, at the time, UHL is now the ECHL? I don't know if the UHL, if the UHL was absorbed, but the UHL Some, was at the level of all those minor leagues that were East Coast Hockey League, West yeah. Coast League, the Central League that I played in, uh, Southern Professional League. There were four or five of those. So right that so level, under the age, basically double A, yeah. okay. basically double A level uh, is is what you would call it. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of leagues, and even within that double A level, there was a stratification of leagues. Like the East Coast League was the best. East Coast and West Coast leagues are probably the two best. And then, like, the Central League and then maybe the Southern League. And then the U-Haul was the bottom of the barrel. Oh, okay. Like, U-Haul was the U-Haul was the U-Haul. You call it the U-Haul because no one was there was there anywhere for long, right? You're always packing up your U-Haul. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they call the United League the U-Haul League. And, and that was the – you know, it was also in the Rust Belt. Like, in, out west, you were in great sure. cities like Tacoma and San Diego and yeah. Boulder. And, you know, in the East Coast League, you're in all these great southern cities. The U-Haul was like – you know, upstate New York and Pennsylvania and like Michigan and all the the Rust Belt basically. Sure. So it was yeah. the least appealing league to play in too. You tried to play in every league before you got to the U Haul. That's where so that's a pretty bottom of the barrel pro hockey league. And if you saw the 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 game action, you probably got a sense of how bad it was. Well, yeah, because it's like they, they got the dude from during the lockout, they get Rob. Rup. Rup, yeah, yeah, that's right. And Mike then he Rupp, just like starts yeah. tearing it up. He's, he's like a <laughs> cement hands garbage player in the NHL. Was right, like, he's easily the was best player. Wayne Gretzky out there. He's like Wayne. But what was so amazing about this, okay, whatever. The guy buys a team for his son. That's awesome. It's super cool. Uh, I his lo- son's 18, though. Right, his son's 18 years old and has to make all the transactions. So it's like. He's got to do it all himself. Right. It's and, crazy. And then he finds the most stereotypical like scout ever. That fucking guy. Oh, with dude, the, 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 the fucking cigar. See, that's the other thing, though. Like, if you know anything about, like, this is the thing that blew me away about all this. This is such amateur hour, right? So, okay. you got Gallant. He buys a team for his eighteen-year-old kid, who's a fucking idiot. He's wearing like in, in the style at the time was like the super baggy shit. So, like, like a total douchebag. This guy's yes. the president of a fucking hockey right. team, and he looks like a clown. Like he's got the super oversized pants, yes, and shirt, and the super oversized hat with the flat brim. He looks like an idiot, right? He's the president of the team. So that's fucking clown show amateur hour. 
And then that fucking nightmare hockey coach they got, the Danbury fucking high school hockey coach or whoever he was, youth hockey coach, that Tebow. was like, that was like, this dude was like the typical asshole that knows absolutely nothing about <laughs> hockey, right? I couldn't believe that he, he was a fucking trainer. He was an athletic, or he was an equipment guy, basically. He's equipment manager for one year for, a bunch for the of Rangers. D1 teams, yeah. too, like oh, Army. Really? And yeah, they went through the list. He, oh, yeah, that's right. Army, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a pretty respectable program. Like, this fucking asshole, really? So he's your typical, like, super kind of stupid, like, Italian dude that, like, is super violent, big and strong, and, like, loves gangsters. And, and so he's actually talking, like, they're talking about, like, this guy, he was a legend in Danbury Hockey. He used to bury, like, 12-year-olds into the boards of practice and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. He's this loser, right? And so they're talking. <laughs> right, he was, like, proud of that. Right, and they're talking about it, right? And he's proud of it. He's like, cocaine's a hell of a drug. It's right. like, you were... You're admitting to doing blow while, <laughs> while coaching, coaching 12-year-old kids. kids and burying them into the boards? Like, are you fucking, like, this guy is the biggest asshole to ever live, right? I was dying with And he's admitting scene. this in the middle of, like, like, it's cool or something. So this guy is a fucking idiot and knows nothing about how, there's, this guy, there's no way this guy knew anything about the game other than, like, what he saw from watching Slapshot, right? Sure. So, like, to me, it was just incredible. Like, these, all these idiots that don't know shit about hockey are, like, running this team. And then they went full goon and like, you know, so go ahead. But I well, mean, yeah. And then it, it but it's amazing because this literally was like the most stereotypical casting of all time. Like it, was. it literally felt like watching a movie. I think that's what's so amazing about it, because how can this be true? Right. right. Like, think about every it. It's guy like, fit the bill. It's, a, it's literally yeah. a movie. You're like, hey, some rich dad, give, like some shady dad gives his kid a, a business, you know, a hockey team to run. Right. right. And he gets the scumbag local to be the coach or be the equipment manager, whatever his fucking role was. I don't even know what his role he was. was. Just like he a, was like a scout, right? He like helped well, him scout the yeah, team. Yeah, like or enforcer, scout, dirtbag. Because he didn't play. No. Yeah. No. And then they go get the wing nut dude, the fucking the enforcer who is straight out of prison. They right. got him out of prison. Oh, that's remember? right. Yeah, yeah, he was in prison. It was like it was like major league. He's yes. playing in the California penal league. Yes. You know, what I mean, like greatest was, greatest was, accent, like great, like the most the most played, stereotypical fucking psycho ever. And that's the thing about the the thing that resonated with me about that that documentary is like most of it outside of the gangster shit. Sure. Like totally resonated with me because that is exactly what I experienced yeah. in the Central League and the and the tough guy. Mm-hmm. Like I've known, I've met. 200 guys just like him that, you know, that's a part of minor league hockey or even junior hockey where, like, if you've never played, like, that's the scary part. Like, a lot of guys like him, you know, a lot of guys like him. Like, you're, like, every day you're around a guy like that for for for, for years and years and years, right? And and then you're maybe around a bunch of guys like that's that, a lot. you know? And so <laughs> that's a part of hockey, especially minor league hockey, where, like, you see, like, the true violence yeah. is, is sometimes a little, like, fucking scary like fuck these guys are fucking nuts like these guys are real like yeah like <laughs> fuck you know like Jesus well i know he's just Christ. enormous just and these guys absolutely are fun, enormous but they fight like they're fighting yeah. for their livelihoods like this guy's job is to go hurt people you know he's basically a fucking enforcer right, right? he's no different than being a, a fucking goon for a fucking you know mafioso dude i mean your job is to go out there and hurt people that was his only job right and like the- go hurt that guy like hurt him <laughs> Knock his teeth Literally out. gets like, called before the first game down on the ice. Freaking yeah. Jimmy go, hey, kick that guy's ass. Right, like, give this guy a deb- lifelong debilitating injury, right? Like, <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> that's like the reality of it that like strikes you sometimes. Dude, with like, fuck. Uh, oh well, that yeah. There, I it, mean, it's, that it's all leg. fun and games. And then when that when that dude's in the hospital and Jimmy comes in, he's like, "Hey, we uh, we have the address of where that guy lives." Exactly. It's like, oh shit. Exactly. And that, <laughs> and, and that guy broke his leg, like yeah. shattered his leg yeah. because he's a goon, and the other goon got him. You know, it's like that's the high level violence that you see in minor league hockey. Sometimes, it, like if you play it for long enough and you see it for long yeah. enough, it starts. You start to be like, fuck. I mean, this is a little twisted. This part of it. Sure. It's a little beyond, sure. like, sports. It's a little starting to get into, like, like life twisted, where you're like, geez, I don't know. Like, this feels wrong in some way. Well, right? and like, I know it was just editing, but it was so hilarious when, like, one of the – I think it's when uh, Nadir, the big Nigerian dude, is going around and beating the shit out of the team after, you know, after the cheap shot. And, like, it shows, like, a group of, like, eight, like, eight-year-old girls, like, yeah! <laughs> I'm sure it's, you know, clearly just editing, but it was so funny. Well, maybe not. That crowd did fucking love know, the fighting, man. They Danbury, loved it. baby. Yeah, they loved it, right? Danbury was about I mean, it. He did slap shot. He did fucking, he even said, he, like, yeah. like the two brothers from Prime was like, remind me of the Hanson brothers, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they were trying to create slap shot, sure. and they did. Mm-hmm. And they did, you know? But it's, and look at the crowd. I mean, I, I can't believe we didn't hear about it. You're but right. But some of the scariest violence that. that I've ever seen has been in hockey rinks, man. Like, sure. especially playing juniors in the '80s and stuff in the '90s. Like, you know, I mean, fuck. Like, so like, what kind of guy is that? Like, what, what kind of if they're not a if they're not an enforcer? What kind of like career? Are they just career criminals? Are they are they just fighters? Are I think they it just, varies. I yeah. mean, I, I, like you know, I mean, like a guy like that big. I mean, that dude's probably like, what, like that, six with, five. With no education cute. though. Like he's probably gonna end up either. You know, I mean, again, I hate to generalize, but he's probably gonna work with his body somehow. Yeah. Like, if he's a good dude, he's probably just gonna go into construction or something. But if he's Wired a little differently. He's probably going into. But I mean, they're wired. Other shit. These guys are just wired to fight. Not all. Not all. I mean, a lot of tough guys are really good dudes. Yeah. They're just really good at fighting. Yeah. You know. So I I think it's sort of. But you are, you are is you know you're you're entering into this sort of hybrid world of being an athlete, but also a pugilist, right? You're as much like an MMA fighter as you are an athlete, right? So Mm -hmm. you have that like that pressure to fight and win. Yeah, and then the abil- the ability and the toughness to go out there and fight all the time. I mean, even if you win, it's not like you're having a ton of fun. I don't think, unless you love to fight, and I think some guys do. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a tough way to make a living, man. Fucking rolling around the fucking buses in the minor leagues, fighting every night. Uh, you probably don't have a ton of options. You're probably taking that job because it's better than being a garbage man, right? You know. But a lot of those guys, a lot of times, the toughest guy on your team was the best guy on your team. Sure. You know, a lot, a lot, most of the time, those guys are great guys. Yeah. But some weren't. I had more than my fair share of, like, true psycho teammates over the years that were, like, super scary. Yeah. Like, Billy Tibbetts is one. He was. Oh, yeah. He's famous. Very well known. He's famous. Sure. For being a complete fucking psycho. And he is. He's the worst person I've ever known. And then another guy that I'm not going to name, but another guy I used to play with who. Um, Jeff Libby. This is what he would do. We'd go out to the bar. He'd be a pretty good dude. He'd get drunk, and then he something would snap at him, and he'd stare a guy down until the guy said something. Oh. And then he'd beat the fucking piss out of him. And it happened all the time. And I was like, dude, come on. Let's just get out of here. Let's go. Because you can see it. You can see his fucking... You can see the look change. Can't believe Steve Correa used to do that. Right? Fucking Stevie. <laughs> Wow, and he that's just, frightening. He just stared dude down, and he just fucking stared at him until the guy just couldn't, like, he would not give a, the person a chance to, like, ignore him. And the guy would finally say something. To his credit, he always stared down a big dude. He was never mm. looking to beat up a little guy. He'd always fucking try and find the biggest guy in the bar and just stare him down. It's like, it's like, 
uh, like self-destructive, violent thing, yep. right? So you just stare the biggest guy down at the bar and fuck until the guy said something, and then he'd fucking go to town. I mean, and then <laughs> yeah, and a guy like Tibbetts was scary too because he was super violent, like super violent, you know, violent towards women and yeah. violent just in general. And we'd be on these like junior trips and hotels out on our own and shit. And there's a lot of time trying to like keep him from, you know, doing things that were really pretty heinous, you know, or avoiding them altogether. But sure. It's tough. Sure. So, yeah, you, you know, you kind of get all types, but it is. It's a really different world. There are a lot of, it's not the kind of people you meet, like, usually, like, if you go get a job at, where were you before at the, at the. Alzheimer's Association? Yeah, like, there's no, you're not, there's no one like these guys. No. (laughs) Working there, right? So, you do, you do learn to deal with the kind of person that, you know, you probably wouldn't find outside of, and I'm not saying, like, I don't think this guy was. Yeah. I think he's just a regular, normal, tough guy, but. There are some like true, truly psychotic people that you mm-hmm. know take on that that sure. job. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. But I would There's say truly psychotic people in all jobs, though. But I would <laughs> say that by and large, usually the tough guy was one of the best. Good dude. Yeah, it was really usually a great guy. And this dude seemed pretty awesome. At least yeah, now. he was awesome. I think he was awesome. Like you <laughs> yeah, know, like, he seemed great. Look, he had to fight for a living, and he knew what his job was. And, mm-hmm. and look, I mean, he was in prison. He probably beat the fuck out of someone, but the guy probably deserved it. But he seemed like a guy that, like, if he was yeah. on your team, like, you you would have perfectly good time with. You wouldn't be leery of him being around and stuff. But every now and then you'd, ca- you'd catch a fucking teammate that, you know, you'd have a guy on your team that fucking, he just. Plus, don't forget. Didn't like being around, man. Don't don't forget worried. where that, that's coming from. It's coming from that tool saying, like, oh, he's been in jail forever. He may have been in jail for, like, right, you know, he like, got drunk or something. Yeah, right. Like, Spent like, the night in prison. Right. Right, like, yeah, exactly. No, that's, yeah, exactly. But, no, once in a while you would catch a teammate, though, that, like, you sure. just fucking didn't want to be around. Yeah, it's creepy. You know? That's just creepy. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah. But, anyway. Yeah, a couple other things. How how lame was it that he thought he was, like, an enforcer playing high school hockey? I know. <laughs> It served him so right that, like, he fucked someone up and, like, could never play hockey again because he fucked up his like, arm or whatever he did. I've been to so yeah. many games where, like, there's just not – those guys don't exist. And plus, Danbury hockey is such dog shit high school hockey, too. It's, like – it's shitty Connecticut high school hockey. Like, yeah. it's – you know. So – And then there was the fucking <laughs> – the commissioner. He was awesome. <laughs> he ended up being my favorite guy in the show, I think. <laughs> Pound for pound, the end when they show him his like little body with his dog on his pound for pound. I thought he was, I I actually liked him the most because in in some ways he was easily the biggest scumbag in the whole thing. He was man, and he was so two faced. He just completely changed his tune because he realized he was wrong, or like he not necessarily wrong, but he realized that no, like he was. He needed he the had, money. And he had a great opportunity that he was yep. blowing and finally realized it. But right. I loved him because he was, in, in, in a lot of ways, the biggest scumbag in the whole thing. <laughs> just a collection of fucking shitty people. Well, man. not only that, like, he just totally, like, I, this is my Sopranos moment. I can't wait to tell these FBI guys to, to go fuck, fuck off. off. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> Who, in your mind, is the, the most sympathetic character in that show? Who do you think the best person was in that show? I love the two brothers from Providence. Like, their fucking outtakes are so fucking funny. Yeah. It's like, you keep fucking interrupting. I'm sorry, man. Like, that shit was hilarious. I couldn't I couldn't keep up with them. Like, they were, it's thought, like they were on, like, so much Dunkin' Coffee. They were, they were so, so fucking funny, funny, funny though, yeah. weren't they? But they were. Who, in your mind, was the best human being 
in that documentary. Oh, okay. Um, probably part Beauregard, right? The guy who lost his eye? The French dude, French Canadian guy? The good player? Yeah. It was so Slapshot again, too, because Slapshot had one guy that was good yep. that was like, <laughs> that was like kind of smart, and she wasn't French, but he was good and smart. Like, it was so funny how Slapshot was, but. Yeah, maybe him. He he's like, not he really was, in it very much, though. No, he's pretty milk toast. Yeah. Like you know, probably wingnut man. Probably the enforcer. The enforcer. Brad or uh, Nadir is a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's not in it very much either, though. He's no. only in, like one scene. I was. So if you're talking about like main probably, characters, it's the enforcer definitely. Yeah, but but take him out of it. Like who else would you? Man, I hated who? the kid. Me too. I honestly think Jimmy Gallant. I mean, is he's a, the only guy left. I think Jimmy Gallant's the second best person in that show. God, he might be. Because he's a better person than the commissioner. He's a better person than his kid. He's a better person than that fucking psycho assistant coach from Danbury. That guy's so annoying. That guy's probably the worst guy in the whole thing. I think that guy's the biggest psycho in the whole fucking thing. I think that guy would murder a family, not even fucking bat an eye. Um, he's a better. He's a better person. Oh. Maybe the the weird couple, the 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 couple. They're not in it enough though. They're not no. main characters. No, but they're yeah. nice. You know, super nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I felt so bad for them. Maybe that they're they lost better. Hockey too. Maybe I'm they're like, oh, better man. people. But yeah. Jimmy Gallant, in a lot of ways, is like easily the best person. Is the best human being on that show. Mike Rupp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of like the main dude. Players. He treated those players like he did. Kids. I mean, his, like like great sons. sons. Yeah, and like son. Right. I mean, think he, about it. He was like loading their pockets with money. No question. He was like super grateful. Right. Of course, it was laundered, but who cares? Who cares? <laughs> he gave his son. He gave his son this team after his son couldn't play hockey anymore. Right. Like, I know. He seemed like that's he's easily the best I, person. Did that, I not text you? This is the greatest dad ever. Like, right. Could exactly. you imagine if your dad, if my dad, went to jail? Like whatever. He gave you a hockey team. Right. He, fucking rules. He's easily the best human being on that show. <laughs> Of like, all the main players, hey, seemed like a great dad. <laughs> you know, that's how fucked up that whole thing was. Right, literally, he gave his his like he called down and made sure the enforcer got in a fight, basically for his kid. Like, I can't wait for my son to see my my enforcer beat the shit out of the other guy. Well, it was all the kids' team too until like it became awesome, and his dad was like, "Oh, I'm fucking in on this." Well, yeah, he's like, "I don't even like hockey." And he's like, "Well, then I realized these guys beat the shit out of each other." Then I was like, "Holy shit, hockey's amazing!" Right? And you're like, "My God, you you have a thirst for blood, dude." Oh, no question, <laughs> no question. Did his time though? Twice he did, he did his time. Twice, and, you know, he's repented, and now he's just a honest guy trying <laughs> to earn an honest buck. <laughs> best person on that show, Jimmy Gallant. I mean, you're not best dad. Best best human being on that show is him. There's not a person with a bigger heart. Like the commissioner said, I never saw Jimmy Gallant treat anyone with anything other than love and respect. Well, it's true probably around the hockey thing, other than, like, didn't he, like, threaten him a few times? Didn't he threaten them? There were veiled threats of the commissioner, but at the end of the day, commissioner was all good with it. He could handle it. He was all good with it. It was just just doing business. Good ribbing. Just doing business, you know, with my fucking... Actually, I think my favorite part of AJ was when he was like, you know, I like that little guy. He could bust some balls. Yeah, exactly. Like, they respected him for being a dick, you know? These people are all horrible. Right, they're like... And that's why, yeah, that's again, so that's why... Right. I think Jimmy's like... This would be such a fucking... Fucking awesome movie! It would be an incredible. Movie. Oh my god! Do you think everyone's made it? In, like, is anyone going to make it into a movie now? You think they have to? How can someone right, not? How, how can not? they not? How can Netflix not sell the rights to this? I or agree, make it themselves? I agree. It's an incredible. Like, it's a great story, man. It's an amazing story. Like Jimmy James Galante. Like who? Like uh, who? Oh, anyone? I mean, like Bruce Ray, Willis, Ray Liotta. 
Oh, Ray Liotta would be good. He'd yeah, be he be, he's a little old. He's now, a little though. old. Yeah, he's a little old. So someone younger than him. Yeah. Well, you fucking do the Sopranos cast. You fucking bring back Tony. Is he still alive? <laughs> no, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, that's too bad. Because what what a fuck up that would be like if the if originally the Sopranos <sighs> were based off that family and then you used. Yeah, that family right. based off that family. I mean, he literally crazy. has that sign thing from J- uh, from James Gandolfini. It says to the real Tony Soprano. Right, to the real Tony <laughs> Soprano. His kid's name is KJ, and all right, to so know it's AJ and AJ. Oh, it's AJ and AJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's you know, same, I mean, yeah. it's the same name. So <laughs> that'd be wild, wouldn't it? And w- didn't Tony have waste contracts? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. all all yeah. yeah yeah yes. I think that was Soprano's main business. Uh, and I can't remember now. Who would be that fucking waste of life? The um, the assistant fucking equipment manager asshole smoking the cigarette. You know it would be it would be Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt playing a scumbag would be hilarious. It would be such a small role though, right? Yeah, but he well, would do how about, it. Well, like, how about how about Vin Diesel? He's too big. He kind of looks like, but he's way too big. That guy was big, dude. That guy yeah, was I a guess you're big, right. Big, yeah. strong motherfucker. He's also dude. older though. Uh, Vin Diesel's pretty old now. Though. Yeah, you're right. He could yeah. be Vin Diesel. Maybe Vin's a little too big, but but I think same it would face be... though. Yeah, that's same what I'm face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So like Telly Savalas. Who would play the short, bald uh, Devito commissioner? Devito. He's too old. This guy's like pissing vinegar. That's true. Though Devito is still pissing vinegar. How about um? Oh, how about um? The bald the guy with the curly bald hair. He's always got like his eyes always seem really red. He's he's got a beard and he's got like the male pattern baldness hair, but it's it's curly. He's bald on top. He's little. Paul Giamatti. I think that's right. From Sideways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be awesome. That dude. Yeah. Yeah. He would be great. He's the commission. <laughs> <laughs> who would be the Who would be the enforcer? Fuck, yeah, take your pick, right? Um, How old was that guy? Like in his 20s, probably? Okay, we're going big production here? Oh, yeah. All right, the guy from Parks and Rec that's real famous. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He's Canadian, too, isn't he? Is Is Chris Pratt Canadian? It might be. I don't don't think that's true. Seems Canadian. That's true. So what do you think about him for that role? Good. All right. Are there any famous twins right now? Um. Oh yeah. To to play those two guys, that'd be funny too, right? Fucking. Okay. What about well, how about like uh the Wilson boys? Uh, too old, man. Too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's, that's the me. problem. Like I don't know yeah. a lot of like I don't know like who the well who's funny and young too though. Right, right outside of Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, because it would. I guess you're right. If if Owen Wilson and uh, and what what's the other ones? Luke. Yeah, if those two guys were uh were a little younger. What about uh if they were younger it'd be they'd be good though. Yeah. Just think, who the fuck who's young and like That's I don't I can't even think of like young athletes. Or two guys right? yeah. well they're twins though, right? So they have yeah. to look really alike. Right. I don't know if uh, That'd be tough. That would be tough. I'm trying to think. It's too bad I don't know any young actors. <laughs> Sadly, I can't I think wish. of like any right now either. All I can think about is like Marvel characters, Marvel <laughs> actors, and the, most of them are older. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know honestly. Yeah. As a, that is a complete blank. Well, that's that. We, whatever. It would be awesome. It would be fucking awesome. That's true. I hope they make it. Wouldn't even have to be. Yeah. Yep. That would be really, really funny. So yeah, it's, yeah. Everyone should. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, you got to check it out. It's on Netflix. It's fucking super hysterical. Yeah. It's awesome. There's a bunch of other ones too. I don't know if we'll, I don't because I don't know if you'll watch any of these, but if you can, if you find uh, killer ratings, that show. Oh is, no, I want to. Yeah, I need to watch that. All right, so watch yeah, so that. That show one sounds incredible. Fucking, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 the shit that goes on in this world is 
astounding. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. I'm like halfway through that one. Uh, that's a good one if you uh, if you want to check that out. What else did I watch recently? Oh, right now I'm watching something called uh, Inhuman Resources. It's a French show. Yeah. About a dude that takes like a corporation hostage and shit, and like this the uh, subsequent like court bat- uh, court case or anything else. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Oh, okay. That one. If, check if that you out. Check that out. But there was something else that I saw recently that I thought was pretty good. But I can't remember. <laughs> I'm watching like some Mexican thing. It's not that good. It's like a, it's like a narco soap opera kind of Oof. thing. I mean, it's a narco novella. I mean, it's not really. It isn't. It isn't. Like it's not supposed to be, but it's yeah, kind of trending. It kinda it's kind of trending yeah. in that direction a little bit. Uh, I'm watching that too, but I can't remember the name of it. It's like the unknown hitman or something. Hmm. Unknown hit. I think yeah, the unknown hitman or something. My yeah. morbid curiosity has moved from plane crashes to uh, disasters on mountaineering, mountain climbing. Oh really? So like disasters on Everest and K two and shit. Oh okay. Yeah. A lot of bodies stay on the mountains. Oh yeah. 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 Which makes sense, but yeah. Oh, and there's sorry. There's a, there's one about serial killers now. Yeah. Uh, the rain. Oh wait, no, we already talked about the raincoat. Raincoat killers, good. Yeah. We're actually about Check to start that. that. Looking forward to that. Check that out. That's yeah. good. And now there's another one, which is like a series of, they're only about an hour long, but uh, like how they caught certain serial killers. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what the series is called, mm-hmm. but it's just, I think it's pretty, it's like brand new, but I just watched the one on the, 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 the green river killer yep. in, in, in Washington, yep. Seattle. That motherfucker killed at least 50 women. Isn't that incredible? It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, and the thing is they had them. Awful. They had him, mm-hmm. and they searched his house, and they couldn't find anything. And then, fucking twenty years later, of DNA, they fucking they they found out that it was the guy. How many murders do they think after they had him? A lot, yeah, because it was fifty, at least fifty women. And like they would find, oh my god, like they'd find a body, and they'd find like four or five more, right? It wasn't like they'd find one body, and like six months later, they'd find another one, like right. they'd find a body, like. Six months would go by, they find a body, and they find like five more, like right, right where that one body was. It's mm-hmm. fucking. This guy killed a shitload of people. Because I mean, Bridge usually like the right. serial killers, they like, kill like eight, ten people yeah. or something. You 50's know, is a fifties a gigantic. And it's all women. Fifties yeah. a gigantic That's number. Disgusting. And right now I'm watching the one uh, these two girls in Florida that were that um, the two chicks mm-hmm. that were serial killers that would like find guys in bars and lure them out to their car. They fucking shoot. Them. Oh, is that the the monster story? The I movie, think it's that movie I monster? think it's based yeah. off that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her accomplice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. It's basically. It was it a, was it a girlfriend or a sister? I can't even remember. Girlfriend. Yeah. 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 I don't think I ever saw that movie actually. Or maybe I did. I, can't I did. It was really fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, I Charlize mean, it's a great Devil. movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a great yeah. movie. It's but it's you know she saw she's like obviously she's she was sexually abused. Of course, sure. right. So yeah. then she like lures men in, you know, to seek revenge basically and fucking shoots them. Revenge yeah. is the best dish served cold. <laughs> yeah, but that's Wait, a, is this dish the best served cold? I can't fuck. That's that a good one though. I wish I wish I had a little more time dedicated to each. Mm-hmm. Each like episode, sure. to, but but it's well great. now you can go find things about all of them individually. Yeah, right. That's what exactly. YouTube's for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But 
I, I didn't realize that the the Green River Killer had had killed so many I, that, people. I didn't that's either. That is huge that's number, an incomprehensible number. Yeah, forty nine that they know. Of. Oh God! I mean, that's that's amazing. You know, it's incredible. Not a good way. No, not in a good way at all. No. So yeah, I think that's all for Netflix stuff. I always remember shit I watch when we get done with the show. I'm like, oh, I should have fucking talked about. <laughs> well, that's how the show. This works. show or that yeah. show, but yeah. Netflix like always surprises me. I always think I'm running out of shit. And then There's always like, something, man. That something pops up. It's mm-hmm. like an 89% match for me. I'm like, this looks fucking dope. <laughs> well, they're at. I swear to God, they add a thousand things a day. They must, yeah, because the amount of content is it's crazy. Know, I would. I keep thinking I'm going to run out of shit to watch, and then like four things come on. I'm like, right. dope, 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 <laughs> dope. <laughs> amazing, amazing, right? Amazing, right. <laughs> Right. And that's why the political stuff becomes so annoying because like I don't give a fuck about the Dave Chappelle thing either way. Sure. Like I'm not gonna cancel Netflix because of what they did, and I'm not gonna like get Netflix because of what they did. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck about it either way. I just wanna watch my dope shows on Netflix. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh you know what we never did? We never brought up our sponsors. Oh, well, speaking of that, uh, Main Man Flavors, check them out. I just got my Main Man Flavors care package. Oh, well, we got a few bottles of Main Man Flavors. Uh, uh, ain't right. Ain't right. So I've been slathering that on my food for the last couple of days. So thanks, Benny, for my slathering of uh, Main Man Flavors. Ain't right. And uh, Is that just like straight habanero heat? Yeah. It's That's sweet, awesome. though. It's good. Oh, nice. It's like super. Like, I. The hotness of that sauce for me is about a medium for me, but yep. I think most people would find it pretty hot because it's a habanero. But I, I like a lot of like ghost pepper sauces too and shit. But like, it's hot for I think for, especially for people who don't eat a ton of hot sauce, it's probably pretty hot. But it's so delicious. It just has a very unique flavor to it. It's like it's just delicious. I love it. <laughs> it's just so good. I love their shit, man. It's so good. Yeah, yep. it's, it's so tasty. I love it. And then their blueberry habanero stuff's fucking awesome. Ooh, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. That's like that shit. The blueberry habanero. Well, I'll take that and I'll get like uh, the Tostito scoops. Yep. And individually, I'll just fill it. I'll fill each scoop with the blueberry habanero. Eat it, mm-hmm. and then take another scoop and fill it up with the habanero and eat it. Like it's good for wings too. That's how delicious that yeah. habanero sauce. Awesome the wing sauce. Is. Yeah, yeah. If awesome you like blueberry wing wings, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. They yeah, those sauces are great. They're super main. They are uh, in the Millinocket, Hannaford, my favorite town in America. And find them online, mainmanflavors.com. And plenty of stores up and down the main coast as well. Mainmanflavors.com. Thank you to Nosh, Nosh Kitchen Ba on the corner of Oak and Congress. Always a great place to uh, get a great, great upscale burger. And I don't mean like, you know, like the snooty, like $1,000. I mean like a really damn good burger or a burger where the buns are absolutely awesome because it's a slab of pizza. Or you can get their great fries, uh, upscale sandwiches, great craft beers, a very, very ideal spot to take a date or to hang out with your buds or whatever it might be. Got to check out Nosh, and thank you for those who go into Nosh and say hello to Maddie and uh, do the like. So that's really cool. Um, we uh, love that place, and you will too. Nosh Kitchen Bar. Check it out. Nosh is the balls. Someone just tweeted me a picture of a CCCP shirt that they got in the mail. No shit. Yes. 
Oh, yeah, so HobbsandDanks.SellMyTees.com. Yeah, I actually sold a couple things over the weekend. Hobbs and it was nice to see. Thank you very much. .SellMyTees.com. What did we sell over the weekend? CCP, CCC, CCCP stuff, a shaft shirt. Nice. And I think a BSP shirt, a blue BSP shirt. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so you can get all that stuff there, our Bearhawks collection. We have our Be a Timmy, Not a Tuca shirt. We have our Steve Belichick portrait. We have our Unicorn Squad shirt. We have our uh, oh, our TB199 collection. Yes, how can we forget that? Yeah, I think that's everything. And the CCCP, obviously. Yes. So there you have it. See, the white. The Soviet, so he yes. Got, he got the white with the blue. That's like the that's the original Nesson logo. That's right? fucking. I mean, I, that's, I mean, allegedly. That's fucking. That is good looking. That shirt is incredible. That's good looking. And it's allegedly that. Sorry. Someone. Who was it? <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> I was wearing my. Who was it? Oh, it was my buddy Scott. He was wearing my my shirt, my red one. And he looked right. I was like, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> he got it. He got it like immediately. I was like, really? You got that? Because like half the time I'm like, people are giving me funny looks. I was walking out of Sam's Club one day and one lady was like, what's that shirt all about? And I'm like, it's a joke. I made the mistake of wearing it into the Buxton Hannaford. <laughs> I got it out of here quick. Were people, were people eyeballing you? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm telling you, I was walking out of Sam's That's Club. That's so funny. I was walking out of Sam's Club here in uh, in Scarborough. Yeah. And I, I get to the you know the person that checks sure. you out at yeah. the door and makes sure you're not stealing shit. Yeah. She's like, what's going on with that shirt? <laughs> she probably reported you to the McCarthy. And I'm like, um, it's just a joke. Like, don't take it seriously. She's like, I got my eye on you, boy. All right. <laughs> All right. Like, holy fucking shit. Not explaining it, though. No, don't. Not explaining it. Yeah. So yeah. See, listen, there's this network, and, they, <laughs> All right. and they're owned so, by the Reds. Do you watch, do you watch the Red Sox? <laughs> See their owner. I hate their owner. Okay. Like half an hour later, she's like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." So, are you a communist? <laughs> yes. So yes. what's with the shirt? Right. Like, really? <laughs> fuck. All right. Let's get out of here. Oh shit! Look at this. Safety John Johnson the third on ODB. The majority of the locker would love to have him in this building. <laughs> Wow. Mess. Your Mess. Team. You know how I know the Browns aren't going to be any good this year? That. Most of the guys on team want ODB on the team. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. See you. <laughs>